0: Last week, if you were not here, I was blessed to be able to take my family on vacation and Al Danzo, our lay leader, he did a great job uh, talking to us about uh, purpose, uh, living into God's purpose for your life. In fact, as he got through both of his sermons, uh, I would have people who would either email me or text me and talk about how powerful it is to to watch someone who is describing God's call uh, on their life. And if you were here, you probably saw that. Uh, the question becomes is how do, we, how do we live into living out our purpose? Because the truth is, whether we're talking about relationships, whether we're talking about our vocations, uh, whether we're even talking about our calling, uh, there are times in our lives where we hit walls. We come to points where we want to throw in the towel, where we want to walk away, where we want to get some kind of relief. The the, the, The reality is that it is easier to quit than it is to commit. And what I want to talk to you today is about a foundational characteristic of the people of God. And it's a concept that we don't talk about enough in the church. We need to talk about it more, but it's a concept on commitment. Commitment is pledging yourself to a position no matter what the cost. Pledging yourself to a position no matter what the cost. Now, when I think about commitment, there are many people in Scripture that we can think about that show us a commitment to God. One that comes to mind for me is the person of Daniel. Daniel was a young man who was committed to the ways of the Lord. He pledged himself to this position no matter what the outcome was. Daniel was captured. He was deported to Babylon. He was taken away from all of his friends and family and all of his support network. He committed himself to a godly way in a very ungodly environment. And the king of Babylon loved Daniel, respected him. And because the king respected him and because he was not one who was from Babylon, he was a foreigner to Babylon, people began to resent Daniel. And so people in the palace began to turn to the king and say, King, you know, you're you're a great man. Maybe you need to set an edict, a declaration, that everyone should worship only you. And if anyone worships anything else, then they should be thrown into the lion's den. And the king says, yeah, you know what, that's a good idea. And so he issues this decree and the next day Daniel walks outside in his pattern. He does the same thing he does every day because he's committed to the ways of the Lord. He kneels down and he begins to pray to the one true God. Daniel knew the implications of that prayer. The people in the palace, they said, look, there's Daniel. And the king's like, oh no, what have I done? I have to throw Daniel into the lion's den. Now, it's important for us to stop and think about the fact that when he is thrown into the lion's den, these are not like sweet little lions, tame little pets. These are ferocious animals that are able to literally tear a body apart. And Daniel is not promised deliverance prior to entering into the lion's den. But Daniel was committed. I mean, think about it. He could have said, well, King, I was just, my ankle hurt, and I was just kneeling because I was sore. He could have come up with an excuse, but he didn't. Daniel was a man committed to following the ways of God. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think there is so little commitment these days? We live in a culture that I believe actually applauds lack of commitment. Our society teaches it. Think about what you see on TV and what you see in the movies. We'll see someone quit a job and we'll be excited for them because we can kind of think in our own head what that would look like to just walk away from our job. But they don't show you the implications of unemployment. TV and movies, they don't show you the rippling effect that divorce brings, they don't show you the pain that occurs. Because of lack of commitment. I would argue for you that lack of commitment has reached an epidemic proportion in our society. We don't want to pledge ourselves to any position anymore. Our football players are here from Stockbridge High School. And I thought about we've even created, and I'm not trying to say this is good or bad. I'm just simply saying we've created a portal for athletes to be able to decommit from a school that they've already committed to. So we've created new ways for people to be able to not live into their commitment. Renee is here. She leads the booster club, uh, the concession stand for the booster club. And I would be willing to, to argue that I bet you have a hard time finding people who will serve in the concession stand. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's difficult. In the church, we have a when certain people volunteer to serve, we, we have a program called Planning Center, and you'll get a request to be able to serve. And it's literally just a button. You just have to scroll a button and click the word confirm. And I have had people come up to me and say, look, you know, as a volunteer in the church, I shouldn't have to commit to you that I'm going to be there. It should just be if I want to show up, I should be able to show up. No. That's not true. Lack of commitment. We applaud it. We live in a culture that teaches us that it's okay. Let me say to you that I think that the root of the problem of lack of commitment is basic, raw selfishness. Basic, raw selfishness. What's good for me? I need my needs met. I've got to do what's in my best interest. We live in a world in a culture that is very meistic and me centered. I've got to make me feel good and look good. Commitment, biblical commitment goes against the current of our society. It's pledging ourselves to a position no matter what the cost. And the good news for us is that God wants us to be committed people. God will never ask us to commit ourselves to anything that we cannot fulfill. Because if God, if we will ask him, he will empower us to commit, to break through walls, to be the kind of people that he wants us to be. I'll share with you a passage that comes in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Look at this passage. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Now, let me just suggest to you, if you look at this passage, be alert and of sober mind. It's it's not a passive part of our faith. That part of God's game plan for us is that we are to be proactive. We're not to simply just be passive. And so we are to commit. And the truth is, I think sometimes we do commit. We just struggle with what we commit to. As I said this past week, we were on vacation and I would get up. Every morning we were on the the coast and we would get up every morning and there would be people who would come out and surf every morning about 630. There would be people my age that were coming out every morning before they would go to work and they would surf for an hour to hour and a half. And I'm not trying to judge them and their relationship with God. I'm just simply saying these people were committed. We have to challenge ourselves to stop and think, are we committed to the wrong things? I know people who are committed to their way of life. They neglect other things. Let me tell you that the Bible tells us the very first thing that we are to commit to. We are to pledge ourselves to God. The Bible is all about commitment. And don't miss this point. God is the initiator of commitment. God committed himself to Abraham. God committed himself to Moses. God committed himself to David. God committed himself through Jesus Christ to you and I. I mean, God has committed to you and I just for being us. I mean, you don't hear preachers say this very often, but we don't, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to serve. We don't have to give. We don't have to share. We don't have to connect. We don't have to grow. I mean, just because we are here, just because God has given us breath in our lungs, God is committed to us. And that is an awesome thing that we can celebrate and think about. And yet many of us have never committed our lives to him. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship that is going to come with ups and downs. There's going to be times where you feel more connected than you don't. And there's times that you're going to feel less connected than you are. The reality is we all have to come to a place in our life where we realize that When we compare ourselves to Jesus Christ, we fall miserably short. We fall miserably short of God's standard of goodness. Look at what it says in Romans 3, verse 23. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not some, not half of the room have sinned, not those outside the walls have sinned, and we're all good. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And if we come to that place where we recognize that and we recognize our need for Christ and we commit our lives to him, we are a new creation. Last week in Al's sermon, he said that how he defines himself. I believe it was a passage in 1 John where he says that he is a child of God, that you are joint heirs with Christ. Everything that is given to Christ on this earth is given to you. Everything that is given to Christ eternally is given to you as we commit our lives to him. Folks, if you are relying on your own game plan, your own performance plan, I invite you this morning to commit your life to Christ. I mean, have you ever thought about Jesus on the cross? When they were spitting at him, when they were mocking him, when they stretched his arm out and put a nail in his hand, he was committed to you. At any point in time, he could have called upon the angels in heaven to stop this, but he didn't. Jesus pledged himself to a position, no matter what the cost. As people of Christ, we are called to become more Christ like. Christ is committed to us. We are called, as the people of God, to be committed to him. Ask yourself this morning are you committed? The second thing that I would encourage you to think about, not only are we to commit ourselves to a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are commit ourselves to the church. This is not my game plan, this is God's game plan. The Bible says that the church is the bride of Christ. In our culture we have way too many people who are church shopping. Not committed to anything or anybody of Christ. If someone says something that I don't agree with, then I leave and go to another church. If I meet someone that I don't particularly like, I leave and go to another church. Let me just tell you something. If God is God and Jesus is Lord of your life and you are not regularly worshiping him, if you're not excited to go to church, you're not going to like this this morning. Something is wrong in your life. Something is wrong in your commitment quotient. Christ is committed to the church. It is his antidote to the society that we live in. It is his vehicle in order to impact the world around us. We come together in worship so that we can continue to grow in our faith. As many of you know, I have two children. One, Latham, who's older. He's gone through college, and now he's in his master's program. He's gotten married. I haven't talked about that in a while, but he's gotten married. And he makes decisions. He makes choices that I don't necessarily get to have input in anymore. And if you've ever had a child that's kind of grown up, you know, that's hard. Because when they're, when they're little, you make all the decisions for them. And then as they grow, they begin to make those decisions. Sometimes you agree with them, and sometimes you don't, dis, you don't agree with them. But as Claire and I have talked about it, But as hard as it is, it's what we wanted for him. It's what we desired for him. It's what we desire for Lydia. That's God's desire for you, is that you will grow in your faith. The problem is that so many of us are on a baby food diet spiritually. Just feed me. Get me to the next Bible study the next praise song, the next worship time. Let me tell you something, real maturity in faith. Yes, we come together as the body of Christ. We are fed corporately, but we learn how to feed individually. Prayer, you learn how to grow in your life in prayer. And if you're struggling in that, that's that's what we're here for, is to be able to help you learn and grow in your life in prayer. Reading the Bible, the men's Bible study that we have on Tuesdays. We, we sit around a table, we read scripture, and then we'll say, okay, so what, what, what's God speaking to you about? One person may say one thing and another may say another. And it's not that there's a right or a wrong answer. It's how we learn that, you know what, I can read the Bible and the Holy Spirit can speak to me. And you become mature When you begin to get outside of yourself, you begin to serve other people in the context of the body of Christ. That's when you grow. I don't push you to simply serve in the pumpkin patch because I need people to serve in the pumpkin patch. See, what I know is is that as you begin to serve in the pumpkin patch and you begin to greet your neighbors and you begin to smile at them and talk to them and get to grow closer to them, that you're going to grow in your faith. You're going to grow in your desire to be more like Christ and to reach out and love your neighbor. It's commitment. It's commitment to a body of faith. Think about this. What have you committed to this year? And you may stop and think about spiritually. Maybe you can't think of anything you've committed. Today begins to be a day where you're able to start a real commitment. You're able to say, you know what, I'm going to be in church every week. I'm going to get involved in a Bible study. I'm going to join to a Sunday school class. I'm going to find some area in the life of the church, and I'm going to begin to serve. I'm going to invite you this morning to just think. You can write that on your your notes if you want to, but make a commitment to God, something you're going to do in order to help yourself in growing with Him commit to surrounding yourself with other people in Al's sermon again last week one of the things that he said I hope you heard it was that how you the body of Christ have influenced him and nurtured him and matured him that's what happens when you surround yourself with people who have the same desires and the same values and the same goals of living as people of faith Look at what the Bible says when it talks about commitment in Psalm 37. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In Luke 14, Jesus Jesus uses an excellent illustration about tasteless salt. And he says that the problem is that some of you, you're like, tasteless salt you've lost your punch you've lost your drive for Jesus you're not committed to anything I think of it maybe because I grew up in the south I I think of it like a coke have you ever opened up a coke and then just kind of let it sit there for a while and then you go and you take a sip and it looks like a coke it's got all the potential and promise of a coke But it's flat. See, the reality is I would challenge you to stop and think, I think there are so many of us this morning. We're just like that Coke. We're flat in our relationship with Christ. God is inviting you today to commit. To commit to the ways of God. To commit to His church To commit to spiritually growing and becoming more mature in your own faith. Let me tell you something. If you don't like the word commitment, the next year is going to be a little difficult for you here at Stockbridge First. We're going to begin to meet tomorrow night and we're going to begin to discuss an upcoming capital campaign that we're going to be doing in the spring of next year. And that capital campaign, it's not just about money. Because as we have this, the, the football team here today, I would say that we're, we're creating a capital campaign so that we can reduce our debt so that we can impact more into the partnership that we have at Stockbridge High School. We can feed more kids through our Backpack Buddy program. We can do more things in our soccer program and in our preschool. We'll be able to reach and do more in the community that we live in. The last couple of years, we've been working through a legacy campaign where we've been talking about uh, getting our affairs in order for those of us uh, that, that need to do that we get our affairs in order it's, it's to bring peace of mind but it's also to help push us to be able to think about the legacy that we leave see the legacy that we leave is not just simply money although that's part of it the legacy that we leave is not just our family although that's part of it the legacy that we are called to leave as the people of God is the impact that we have for the kingdom of God leadership We're going to be in the process of electing our leaders for 2020. And we're going to ask you to participate in certain classes and to read certain books. And we're going to kind of step up our game in regards to our leadership and ask you to commit even more as a leader in our church. Folks, here's the truth. We cannot make the impact that God is calling us to make if we don't commit to the ways Christ, If we don't commit to what God is doing in this place, I invite you this morning to ask yourself, what's your commitment? What's your commitment level in the ways of God? What's your commitment level to this church? What's your commitment level to growing and maturing in your faith? Us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your commitment to us. We pray, oh God, for your Holy Spirit to move in our hearts. Show us, God, those areas in our life where we may be committed to the wrong things. Help us, God, to be able to release those, to focus our attention, our efforts, our worship of you. Help us, God, to to not be fearful, but to trust your spirit, to trust that you will empower us and strengthen us for all that you have called us to commit to. And help us, God, as a church, as we grow forward, go forward in our commitment. Help us to be able to grow together so that we can truly impact this community for your kingdom.